What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the A Show, where today's episode is a little different because the A stands for Asan. This episode is dedicated to the memory of a good friend of the A Show, good friend of myself, Meals, and many, many others, Asan Drame. Passed away, tragically, last week, and it was a shock to every single one of us, so um, this episode is definitely dedicated to someone who was passionate, was was understanding, was charismatic. Most of all, was just an all-around great guy. Um, yeah, Mills, do you have anything to say? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, it's wild how I guess you could never, and I guess this is the same situation that goes for us, that you can never meet someone, but they can still have some sort of an impact on your life. And that's kind of how I felt with uh, with Hassan over the last number of days, um, even when the news kind of broke last week. You know, it was still pretty much all pretty sudden. I was on the war report and I said a couple words there. Um but yeah, I've just been really thinking about our interactions, like not taking for granted the interactions that we've had. I've gone back on my Twitter and I've looked up all of our interactions and I've gone to his Twitter multiple times and I've gone to his Instagram multiple times and I have never met the guy in my life. But still, I think just a genuine, you could feel that he was an amazing guy and you can feel the genuine support that he gave us. And we're always in in debt to him and we we thank him so so much for the support that he had over the last number of years um he was truly i mean (laughs) beyond he was a listener he was a fan he was a patron he was kind of a lot he was someone that we talked to online about their wrestling which is a a community within itself um and was a part of was really a part of the community that that we've built and damn near exclusively <laughs> you know like when you go back and, and and look at it and i like to think that you know we connect with people in a lot of ways but i it just didn't it, it did not hit me until last week just how many people he has touched you know and i i'm honestly really grateful and thankful and appreciative of him for choosing us you know what i mean because he you know he could have listened to anything else you know he could have been he could have been anywhere else but he 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 saw something with us and i i really appreciate that especially just knowing how great of a person he was and and how people um speak so highly of him i i think that there hasn't been you know there hasn't been a dry eye in the room you know and i think about you know when you think when you, when you have things that happen like this like i'm not very good with things like this you know and i like to think of just the journey that people people take to get to where they are. And I, I look at just how his journey kind of reflected so many people that, that live in LA. He he was from Jersey. He moved all the way out here. You know, this is not this is this is a story that many people have and not many people make it. You know what I mean? But he was on his way there. And I think that's what last week frustrated me the most. I mean I remember, and I, all I can think of is is the fact that, you know, the building that he worked in at the Clippers, I used to work there at All Def Digital as well. So I could have passed him and not even known it. You know what I mean? 
and we had the same journey. We had the same struggles. And I, you know, I, I, I'm, I felt so frustrated because I, I, I like last week I was like, you know, I was supposed to meet him and I wanted to, I really wanted to meet him. I was really looking forward to it because I had messed up his name on air so many times and I wanted to like buy him lunch or something. You know what I mean? Just to say sorry. And, um, but I felt good sport. You took it in good sport as someone who's, um, who name always gets messed up, which is ridiculous, but you took it in good sport. I, 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 Took it better than probably anybody else. Yeah, no, like for sure. And but but even in that, the 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 last two things that I that I know he was that that I you know publicly we all know that he was a part of, um, were two things that were ex- amazing experiences for him. And in myself feeling so terrible and sad and upset about all of this, I think you know he got to see he got to go to SummerSlam and experience that. And, mm-hmm. and he had such a great time there. And then a month later, he got to break ground on a, a, a brand new stadium for a place that he worked for, for a team that he worked for, an organization that he worked for. And he got to be right there front and center. So he got to experience some amazing stuff on his, you know, in his, in his time here. And if there's any silver lining to any of this, other than, you know, it, it's that he, he was able to experience life like no one else had, <laughs> you know, he was able to see things like no one else had. And, and I try and think of that when, when I think of him now. Um, I, you know, just his, just the impact that he's had on us and just being a supporter and just being a listener. I kind of think now, well, I don't think this now, but it, it makes me really, I appreciate everyone who kind of listens to us and everyone who puts the time in and who who takes time out of their day or whether they're doing things or multitasking at the same time to either interact with us or just listen to the show or even support the show because you truly matter to us. Like, we're not celebrities. We're not anyone of true importance. We're just regular people who have a podcast, who just have a voice. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate him for appreciating that and I appreciate you guys for appreciating that and, it's just appreciation, a show, Asan, just all over, man. So, um, you know, our our prayers, our positive, you know, vibes, everything goes out to his friends and his family and the people who are close to him who are supported by this because I can't imagine just the last week they had a kind of the you know the initial report of him going missing and can and then just having to find out that news i can't imagine how that'd be but um yeah we're we're dedicating this episode to you and we're dedicating and and we want to know we we want everyone to know that uh we appreciate them very 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 much and yes. just thank you thank you asan thank you so much thank you for being you and leaving a mark on us just thank you. Uh, just in 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 all uh, tribute to him, this show is for him. Um, we are, you know, we're releasing this as is in full this week. Um, just as a tribute to him and the listeners as well. Thank you all. Uh, we're gonna get into something that I know he probably would have loved to talk about and have hot takes about. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get to that later as we talk about the draft. Uh, But before we talk about the draft, 
we're going to talk about No Holds Barred for this week. First up, very AEW heavy week. WWE's been keeping it very close to the chest, if you will. Ooh, okay. Talk about it. Not not a lot of news coming out of there. Not a lot of news. I'm guessing it will, uh, will be getting news. Let, let me see. Why could there not be news? I don't know. Interesting. I mean, everything is just contract news, right? Everything uh, WWE related is contract news. We know that the draft is coming. The draft is kind of like superseded kind of everything. Um, I'm sure there are moves being made, but we don't know it yet. Because Nick Khan keeps it in the tuck. You know what I'm saying? I was was shocked. And I was going to bring it up later. But I was shocked that really nothing had leaked about the draft this year. We didn't really know anything. I think... So here's the thing. I feel like the draft is, and we're going to have a bigger conversation about it, but I feel like the draft is not a, like, I'm not super excited about the draft anymore. Mm. Because, and I'm going to tell, I'm, I'm even going to tell you why. I'm not even super excited about the draft. And we, everything just kind of happened right now. Um, or it happened last night, rather. Um, but it's such a, just a fixture now. It's just like, it's the biggest news you're going to wrap that Becky Lynch is now going to go to Raw. And it's like, yeah, well, we could experience that when she goes to Raw. Plus, I also don't think they know before. Actually, I'm lying. I'm pretty sure they know beforehand. Yeah. Um, Especially okay. this year with the report saying that that Universal and USA wanted more stars. And they were basically like, all right, cut the shit. We gave you a whole year <laughs> of fucking <laughs> of Andrade and, and Angel Garza <laughs> main event. Famous matches and all types of 60-minute classics. Yeah, we want all that. Give us, give us, we're sticking you up. Give us all you got. That's essentially what they did to Fox. That's my bigger take as we're going to get into this, that they stuck up Fox and took all the great shit. Um, oh, no. Okay. We're, we're going we're, we're gonna to debate today, huh? We're gonna debate today because I'm 100 on that line. But yes, let's 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 move forward. What what is happening in the world of um, Tony Khan and them? Well, before we get to Tony Khan, there was one thing that was announced that we can say outside of the draft for WWE King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown tournament were announced this week, uh, starting this Friday on SmackDown, which is good. There's no pay per view this month. Well, no traditional pay per view this month. It is, it's going to be the the Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Very traditional pay-per-view. It, what, what, it's, well, I say this is like a Mania Part 2 type pay-per-view. Like there's, there's some first-time matches on this, too. Listen, the Saudis pay for a good pay-per-view. No matter any controversy that may come with going to Saudi Arabia, they pay for a good pay-per-view. They buy it, they get it. I, it makes me wonder. I mean, it's the same thing, like, for instance, like Madison Square Garden, right? Highest-selling SmackDown in God knows how long, probably forever. It's ever. <laughs> we paid for that good ass show. And mm-hmm. Saudi is just like, nah, we got it. We got a couple of extra bags on it. Make sure you throw in a tournament in here. Vince don't even like tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even like tournaments. He don't like King of the Ring. He stopped that. We've had six King of the we probably had like four King of the Ring tournaments in the last like two decades. Right. I but I think that I think that um I mean, like I said, it, it is a, it is a I, we don't know when it's going to end. I would imagine, as you said, it's probably going to end at Crown Jewel because that's the yeah, like that. That's like the biggest place to have those finals matches or the semifinal and finals matches. But it's but I like I said, we'll still get the wrestling and a lot of the people and a lot of the setups are still there. So we're going to be seeing a lot of people that are 
that were drafted to Raw, still on SmackDown and vice versa. Like it's going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty fun next two and a half, three weeks. But it's going to be pretty much, this is still like before everything of the draft takes place. So the, the rosters are finalized and everyone's going to be on their own separate shows October 22nd. So presumably this is all taking place before all of that. And I don't think as of right now, for whatever reason, again, we're talking about the draft super, super early. WWE's in this flux. I'm not sure if it's going to continue over the next couple of weeks or where everyone is just showing up on any damn show that they want. So, which I'm fine with, perfectly fine with. I like that there is this little free agent era. Maybe they'll incorporate some trades. Remember when they traded Apollo Crews and then Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss for like cash considerations or whatever the yeah. fuck they did? Yeah. And it ended up being um, a really good trade for them too, with Apollo. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, it worked out well for Apollo. Shit. Um, but you know, I'm 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 interested. I've been hankering, I've been feeling in my gut, I've kind of wanted a tournament because I think the story of a tournament is something you can't replicate. Um but I need to see the brackets. Yeah, see the, people are gonna react to the brackets before anything else. We will see the brackets. Uh, I would imagine that some of the principal uh, stars on the show, like the Seth Rollins, the Edges, the Big E's, the Drews, will not be in this tournament because they had matches for the pay-per-view anyway. So, that I mean, that's a spoiler right there. They're, pro- they're probably not going to be in the tournament, but that's cool, too. Um, Well, who do you expect to be in the tournament? How about that? Seamus, Cesaro... Well, is it sixteen man or eight man? I would ha- it would have to be like twelve man or something like that to get to Crown Jewel, I'm, right? I'm assuming it's a. I'm assuming it might be eight man. Shit, there's only like two weeks. <laughs> like, it it might be eight man tournament for both of them. To be honest with you, I mean, I would imagine. I mean, Xavier Woods has been campaigning heavy for the last number of years. Yeah, so I'm, he's a he's a major shoe in for this. Ricochet, uh, Ricochet, I would love to see it. He went pretty far in the last tournament. Damien. Uh, Damien and um Nakamura. Damien and Nakamura. I could see that as well. Uh probably some NXT person, maybe. The, f- the fact that it's cross brand makes it exciting for me. I'm not gonna lie. It's a it's a good look. I like tournaments. I like I like tournaments because you're able to tell this different type of story, and I wish they would utilize it a little bit more. Um but hey, I'm, Queen's Crown Tournament, I'm also excited for because it gives an opportunity for various women to be on TV, even though I'm pretty sure it's going to be Natty and Tamina in this tournament. Oh, Lord. Facing off with each other, crying and shit. <laughs> I never thought I'd have to do this. You guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so glad oh. they got split. So glad. Anyway. Uh, next. And I forgot it. Um. No, I didn't. All right, go ahead. I was thinking, I was thinking about Xavier, and I was thinking about the New Day on Netflix. That's what I was thinking of. We got, we're, we're gonna watch that. We're gonna watch it for uh, Patreon. Oh, okay. All right, we watching it for Patreon, baby. Yeah, we're gonna watch it. Uh, next up, AEW news. CM Punk on on sneaker shopping. Extra shout out to Ugly New York himself, Rob. Men appearance. Show Punk how to how to get fly. Can I can I play his appearance? Yeah, go ahead. What's good, bro? Welcome to the stadium. What can I get you? This is a watershed moment. <laughs> um, with me being from Chicago, coming back in Chicago, in the house that Jordan built, but having this shoe anxiety of wearing expensive shoes and 
feeling guilty about that. I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to get my first pair of Jordans, dude. You see him poke? You shouldn't feel guilty. I feel guilty. It's just, <laughs> it's, it, it's built in from trauma from my, my childhood. But um, <laughs> these, these and these are, these are badass to me. Red is my favorite color. Uh -huh. And I, I think I want to see, see if you got 12 in those. So the bread and the 85s? Yeah, yeah. Probably Classics, you right? You have to pop out with these, though. All right. You pop out without? Special occasion. <laughs> when he told Puck, <laughs> when he told Punk he had to pop out, Punk was like, "What does that even mean? Pop out? He's like special occasions, <laughs> like <laughs> year anniversary, fighter fest, <laughs> dynamite on ice, or what are we? <laughs> what are we popping out to? Um, shout to Rob for being Rob. Shout to that, the true star of the show." got to pop out at these he he is uh he's hilarious okay <laughs> Have you, all right so what did you think about i mean his selection was pretty standard in my there's nothing truly shocking or anything about what he picked <laughs> i'm not i mean i'm not gonna lie i thought it was i thought it was cool for him to be on it um i i, I think that it's cool to go outside the box that show doesn't do it very often um, in terms of just like having a, a really big star like like Punk, I'm actually shocked that it hadn't happened before. They don't have many wrestlers on the show, so again, it, you know, he's he's fulfilling a niche that isn't really you know isn't always there. You know, I'm not a fan of the Jordan comparisons with him, but you know, that's his story. It is what it is. But I thought it was I thought it was a really fun fun episode. It, it you know you don't he he didn't seem bitter. You know, so I thought that was really fun. Nineteen hundred dollars on two pairs of sneakers. I that's know. Not I mean that's nothing that it's nothing for him, but he was acting like he was giving out free and free ice cream bars three weeks ago. You better you better pay for them damn sneakers. Come on, man. <laughs> you just so you just gave it a whole all state arena full of you know ice cream bars. You can pay eighteen hundred dollars for two sneakers. Listen, man. You could have just called Tony. I know he got broke off. I know. He could have just called Tony. Tony would have Pick up the buck said, pick these up. I'm gonna send you a couple pictures. <laughs> what they said. Actually, the bugs want you to FaceTime them. Show them what's in the store. I mean, Hold honestly, on, they, bucks, if, if if Rob said told the bucks to, to pop out, what do you think the bucks gonna say? Fuck man. What would they say? <laughs> they might do totally, they might do totally, dude, yeah. <laughs> Might do a little pop smoke dance. They might do a little one of those. Might do a little one of those. Who knows? Um, I mean, it's a good look on sneaker shopping. Anybody else? All right. So who has not been on sneaker shopping that, I guess, wrestling-wise, should probably be on sneaker shopping? I would have to think. I don't I don't know if Kofi. Well, Big New Day has been on. Yeah, they've all been on there. And Wale was with, was with them. I remember being like, Wale, why are you doing a sneaker shopping? Why are you <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> you just wanted to pop out. <laughs> like, I'm thinking Edge. Edge. Yeah, Edge. Edge. Um, uh, I would be afraid to see Hit Row. <laughs> I would not. So here's the thing. I feel like their selections, a couple of them you might look side-eyed on. I don't know if Brandy's going to ask... If this comes in a heel or something, <laughs> like a Jordan with the heel, like the shit you used to see on Facebook, like in ten years ago, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, Sasha? No, I'd be scared of that one too. <laughs> I think it would happen. I don't know. I would, I think it would happen. I think you that know? one happening than not happening. I I think that um I think that Charlotte would be a really good episode. Ooh, okay, I see that. Street Profits, a little Street Profit action. Yeah. That might be fire. Um, um Yeah, I don't know. I can't see many other people. Uh uh Roman. Oh, but Roman already did it, didn't he? Yeah, Roman already did it. Roman already did it. Carmella live. You might you know Live would be fun. Live might be cool. Okay. All right. Listen, we gave him too many ideas. Have I told you about my actual other idea? Like it's like a spinoff on sneaker shopping, um, but it's my own idea that I've been waiting to pitch to this certain company. I have to tell you about it because now I have to tell you like how can I pitch this idea? It's a fantastic idea. Tell me off the tell me off, Mike. I don't want you know we don't want anybody taking sauce. I don't want it. It happens me more often than you think. Um, let's move. <laughs> let's move on to the next one. Uh yeah, so uh <laughs> this one's interesting. Uh Britt Baker says that she had no interest in WWE, but they had interest in her. Is this cap? Um that she would have no interest in WWE. All right, so here's the thing though. I it's like half cap, half not. Because from the way that it's presented in this article is that while Adam Cole was part of WWE, they were kind of like trying to send out the feelers through him. of Like, yo, does she fuck with us? Like, da, 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 da. but at the time, Britt Baker was having all these like matches within dental offices and, and, and all this other carrying around tiny titles and all this other stuff like that. So I'm assuming she was a big deal already in AEW or at least growing to be a big deal in AEW. So I wouldn't leave at that point. I mean, there's no, I think she's one of the more pivotal, I mean, the most pivotal part of that women's division. So I necessarily wouldn't leave to be like third fiddle in WWE's division, which is kind of like the opposite of what Adam Cole did. (laughs) Like, instead of being the man, he was like, no, I'm going to go be the third man. So I completely understand that. Um, but the to say, like, yo, I had no interest, like, you had no interest. No. Cap. <laughs> I know she got friends over there. Does she? Who she know? She, uh, they all hang out. All of them hang out. Okay. All right, I gotta I gotta check her friend. Let me see. Let me see who she friends with on Instagram. Can I? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, regardless, she is the top star in AEW now. Um, you know, defeating Ruby Soho, she's got a lot, a, lot, a long list of competitors uh, on on the way for her. So I mean, it's not a big shock that she wouldn't be interested at that time because I mean, at the at, I mean, she was like the first person that was like shown off on AEW and was, was, was told like, you know, this is, she's going to be paid the same as the men, you know? So like, I would imagine that that's probably, she probably doesn't want to come down from that and, and nor should she. She follows the most whitest people, except like a couple that I've ever seen in my life. Um, she follows Olivia Rodrigo. She follows Channing Tatum. Jesus. Um, let's see. What Whitney Carson? I don't know if you know this. That's the white woman that dances at Mids on Dancing with the Stars. Um, 
with the no H in her name that makes it like extra white. Uh, she follows Giannis. Does Giannis follow back? That's very no. Giannis only follows eight people, and it's definitely not that woman. Um, <laughs> Brody Jenner. <laughs> okay, this is it's got extra white really really quick. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't need to know anymore. Okay, all right. If I, if anyone pops up, uh, Diplo. Okay, Joey Fatone. <laughs> Come on, man. It's all white. They're all white. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, there's uh, no one. Um, Eric Bischoff. You want to hear what he says about the AEW WWE war? Let's talk about it. Let, let me see what he has to say. So, in a recent episode of his uh, his podcast, 83 Weeks, um, he said that uh, AEW... Uh, is primarily uh, no. He said, "Hold on." Before he said, he thought he he said he he had a lot of praise for uh, Danielson versus Omega. Um, and he talked about you know the aftermath will, will be a great pay per view match down the line for for AEW, which I think we all agree with. But he said that AEW has a lot of ground to cover if they want to to you know have this be a war, and you know they're not quite there yet. Um, he said, "Look, much like WCW was at this point in their stage of their of, uh, of their evolution." AEW is primarily a television company and television drives pay-per-view and vice versa. Uh, as AEW is continuing to grow their audience, which they are, what better way to continue to grow the audience for your foundation for the future than putting that match on free television? They're not, they're still not even half of a decent rating on SmackDown. They're probably only about 65% of a decent rating on Raw. They've got a lot of ground to cover. What better way to cover it, uh, to begin to cover it by bringing in Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega and putting it down on free TV? He also says, I think if you're an executive in a media buying company or an advertising agency, I think the 18 to 49 demographic matters. But to the rest of the world, it doesn't mean two shits. It is seeming that everyone can pat themselves in the back for I'm talking AEW supporters and fans. I'm not knocking it. I'm excited that everybody's excited. But when somebody asks me what to do, what do uh, ask me, what do you think the focus uh, on the 18 to 14 or 49 demographic is, is primarily driven by the Internet wrestling community and the people that write for it. Woo. Mm. Well, he ain't wrong. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Also says he's not done. <laughs> he's not done. He said it's so much of a conversation because it's a line item for those who are anti WWE and pro AEW uh, can go. Well, AEW beat WWE in the demo. Big fucking deal. AEW on Wednesday night with no real competition for 18 to 49 gives a higher percentage of a demo than Monday Night Raw going head to head with Monday Night Football, where a vast majority of the 18 to 49 year olds that watch wrestling also watch football. It's like me getting into a fist fight with Mike Tyson's kid and coming out on top of that. I'm just making this up. And if he did or if he does and I were to mop the floor with that 16 to 18 year old kid, that's like me walking around saying I beat the shit out of Tyson. Whew. I would drop my mic, but my mic is actually pretty expensive. But damn, damn, son, where'd you find that? Ooh, I need to find a drop for that. Can we find a? Can we drop a flex bomb on that somewhere? Yeah, I will. I will find it. I, well, I mean, you want a flex bomb? I gotta hold on. Let me let me dust off the good old, the good old Don't button look. here. There it goes. There it goes. I dust it off. Um, damn! Come on, that was fire. That was fire as hell. Um, I agree. I agree with everything. I mean, I agree with everything from the narrative that is created from the wrestling media to 
to create this competition or sense of competition so people who do follow this type of thing will comment and then draw more attraction to their website um i agree from the aspect of that they go undefeated on another night where people's like oh they beat raw on the ratings it's like well they beat raw on a completely different night which isn't a very active night i think he came from a very realist point of view it is like while you can definitely applaud these moves that they made and they're definitely moving in the right direction you've got to understand that they are still this is still not a war with the wwe because wwe is still such a juggernaut like yeah. it, it is it, it is completely different than whatever they thought it was yeah i mean he he, he even he even continues on by saying the the AEW um in NXT war was kind of like a that was a shoddy comparison he, he said that you know he hasn't heard any criticism being thrown AEW's way for being beaten by smackdown <laughs> now that they're on fridays uh he says it was the very best lineup on AEW's roster against the developmental squad of wwe not really competition that's not the same thing but everybody wants there to be and i do too I'm one of you, but all of us want there to be at least a Monday Night War vibe. We want that as fans because it was fun and history has taught us that it actually rises the tide and everyone's boat floats higher when it happens. So we want that, but it's not really a war yet. AEW on a Friday night is a very big disadvantage in terms of comparing it to apples to apples. But let's go back to the comparison that everyone likes to make. It's okay when people who write about ratings and talk about the 18 to 49 like it's the end all be all. And it's not. It's one component and an important one, but it's not. Trust me when it comes to revenue. Since people like Brian Alvarez were so excited <laughs> comparing AEW A-team versus the NXT C-team, then let's do the same thing for Friday nights. If that's how we're going to contextualize this battle, what about the fact that SmackDown delivered the week before more viewers in the demo than AEW had for total viewers? People two years old and above, that's kind of a big deal, but nobody talks about that. Keep that same energy. Now listen, listen. that's called motherfucking bars, nigga. Fucking please. <laughs> I, hard to argue with there, you know? Yo, he's really good at it. <laughs> I don't know if he's that tapped in. I didn't know he was still that very tapped in. I always thought when Eric Bischoff wasn't surrounding the business, he was just away from the business. But I guess um, considering he still does the podcast and is pretty much asked to address all these various things that he still definitely has to pay attention. And I think he does have a vested interest in AEW, um, despite what we think. He's appeared on the show multiple times. Um, I think he can see a lot of the blueprint that he laid in AEW as well, in WWE as well. So he always that has that kind of interest. Um, but man, I mean, if you wanted an expert opinion of someone who's not biased, who's pretty much done things for both company within the last two years, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really even have much to add to that. I, I think that this war is still very much early if it is that. I'll say it's a war when Roman Reigns is on that TV screen. And that's where I met with it. Yeah. Now listen, that's called motherfucking bars, nigga. Fucking you know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah. Period. Period. Basically, yeah. So, moving on. Leo Rush signs with AEW. He, he, uh, if, you remember, if you remember last year, he did a, a quick spot with them. I think one night, disappeared or retired again. Now he's back and he just debuted. They literally signed him and he had debuted a vignette on uh on Dynamite last week. So it's good for him. 
I talked about this on the War Report last week that you can go listen to on the AHO Network, and you can listen to the extended version on patreon.com backslash the RNC, where we talk about actually very special match between Trish Stratus and Stephanie McMahon at No Way Out 2001. But if you're interested in my thoughts on this whole Leo Rush thing, please take your ass over to the War Report. Um, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. If you, I know, I know your thoughts, but I mean, I guess the people are interested. I already know what the hell you're going to say. But I, I still need you here. I still need you here. Okay. So I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. So in the middle of black wrestling draws. Okay. Which is yet another hashtag. <laughs> Tony Khan tweets. I've been talking to Leo Rush y'all. <laughs> and then Leo says, I love you, Tony. We all do. The next week he signed. Is this, in your opinion, Mills, does this stop the conversation that people have had about AEW in the past couple of weeks? Um, no. I mean, to be quite honest with you, it doesn't stop me. I mean, no, it doesn't. I mean, it, it just doesn't. They still have yet to put the pieces where the pieces are supposed to go. Um, and hopefully, and not even have addressed it in a real type of actual way, instead of just more being defending themselves against it. Oh, we have black people on this show. Oh, we just signed Leo Rush. It's like, yeah, but what do you, what do you, what are you actually doing? Yeah. Good for him. I just don't know. I, it's a bloated show, Meals. You know what I mean? And as I said a couple weeks ago, and I'll repeat with every type of signing like this, with the way that this company is built, it's going to get old. You're going to get old. You're going to get tired of hearing me say this. The, the, the top of the card is what it's going to look like for at least four to five years. Leo mm. Rush won't be able to change a lot at the top of that card because they pay the top guys so much money. It's just not going to happen. <sighs> All right. So what would be, instead of saying like, okay, these things aren't going to change this. What's our, well, I don't want to give them a list. It's not like a fucking laundry list, but like, obviously the idea is we need to put these places, we need to put these talents and opportunities. For instance, right? Like for instance, the everyone talked about the 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 Swole Diamante match that happened a couple weeks ago on Dark. Three falls. It was actually actually a very creative match. First fall was pinfall, second fall was submission. I think third fall was knockout. And I was like, oh, that's pretty that's type hard. Um the match itself was okay. I mean it wasn't the best match, but it's still like I still think it warrants an opportunity on the main show. Over the third time, we have Tay Conti's Anna J, um, Bunny, and, <laughs> yeah, the Bunny and the two other and the other white woman, um, featured on the show, and I think it warrants more of a spot. I think moments like the Jade Cargill win in that triple threat match over Thunder Rosa and um, was it Rio? Not Rio, um, uh, Hikaru Shida, right? I don't watch no. it. Was it? It might have been Rio. I forget. I forget these people's names. It's that she was the she was the second AEW champion, the the big domineering. Um, oh, winner. Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, I thought that was a 
whether you know it was a fantastic match that yeah it was on dynamite but it, i mean yeah it was on rampage but it should have been on dynamite like these are these are just simple things that you can do especially when you know dynamite is where the audience is at the ratings for rampage are slipping they slipping because everyone's starting to realize this is a friday night show at 10 p.m <laughs> and they got better places to be and you could probably watch this on youtube so it's slipping so there's an obvious difference between Dynamite and Rampage on what they should highlight and what they shouldn't highlight or where they should highlight these things. So I think that's a first step. And I also think it's like, yeah, you're signing more um, people of color, but are you going to relegate them to dark? You're going to yeah. put them in opportunities to have storylines? So I, I talked about this in, in our Discord the other day. I was like, yo, Sonny Kiss been there since day one. <laughs> and they used him as like kind of like a, a diversity prop, too. Yeah, they use him. They one hundred percent use him as a diversity. But he's been there since day one. Now, Jungle Boy has also been there since day one. Jungle Boy gets all these opportunities. Gets all, and he's he's low key protected as well. Um, in certain instances, when I watch his show, but over the last two years, only time I can remember Sunny Kiss featured on Dynamite was when he got kicked in the head by Kenny Omega and lost in six seconds. And there was no outrage on that. Nobody had outrage about that. And people were really mad about the Brock thing. But nobody had outrage about that. It is crazy. I hope if I I bring up that clip, it's going to be the same outrage, the same things in the mentions that happened with the Kofi Kingston. Oh, oh, I want to see your mentions if you post that. I'm not commenting. I already know the effect that I have on the internet. Um, Yeah, I hate your mentions. I absolutely hate them. Um, <laughs> Wait, I mean, good, good for Leo. Get your, get your, get your bag. Get your wife a bag. All of that stuff. Hey, good for you. I don't think this is gonna change much. You know, if he's looking to be like the TNT champion, it's about eight white niggas with beards that he got to compete with. So, good luck, brother. <laughs> I mean, Sammy Guevara is now TNT champion. He beat Miro. I just out of nowhere too. Is nowhere. And then everyone's like, yo, see, all the AEW champions are homegrown talent. And I'm like, bro, it took you two years to get here. You understand that, right? Like, y'all had to have homegrown people since the start. <laughs> and it took two years to get there. And I I admire, I guess, the b- putting these talent in these places and having them perform. But also, it's like, you still have many other problems. And if this is your own, like, hey, we finally got original talent on here, like, whoopee. WWE is just, now we looking at diversity. Now we looking at, you know, all this other stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's a different game. It yeah, is totally it. different game. Uh, one more thing before we wrap up No Holds Bar. Kenny Omega also talking shit. Saying WWE's desperate. They're calling in legends every single week. Try and beat us. I mean, that's nasty. Uh, That's nasty. That's nasty work that you're trying to pull off, my man. Very nasty. Um, How about about get some black people, bro? Y'all could call, first of all, they could call in, they got, they could call in legends too. You had Arn Anderson on TV talking about how you're going to light the chapel on somebody. They got legends too. It's just the fact that they use those same legends every damn week on TV and no one gives a damn about them. 
Listen, y'all got Bezos, I, y'all got Mark Henry's, y'all y'all got the Rolodex to everyone from WC. Y'all got Sting, y'all got legends too. Stop the cap. WWE uses doesn't use them all the time. They use them sparingly. That's why they end up popping a rating. That's why Brock Lesnar shows up and he pops a rating because Brock Lesnar isn't featured on TV every week. That's why Goldberg shows up and he gets this all his attention because he doesn't show up on TV every week. Like. If it was an AEW, Goldberg would be... They got CM Punk doing commentary and ringing bells and handing out towels and all types of other shit on TV every damn week. It's like, yo, you don't need to be on TV every week, to be real with you. They got to get what they pay for, Mills. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Oh, my God. I I read that and was just like, all right, man. I know you probably and but but here's the thing: he was just denouncing the tribalism between wrestling fans like a week ago, and then he then he does it again. So these these AW guys are weird. We've been we've been in this doing this for a long time. Um, we were here. We were doing the show when AEW initially started. They definitely said that they didn't want a war. I mean, it's it's a lot of mixed signals in terms of like it's a war. It's not a war. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're focused on ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. I don't buy it, but go off. I mean, go off. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. When we get back, we're going to talk about this week. We're on SmackDown, but we're going to do it by just talking about the draft. So we're going to get all our thoughts <laughs> on the draft when we get back on the A-Show. Be right back. I am starving. What do you got? What is it? What is going on? What do you got? What do you want? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. All right, little OJ. Little OJ, I need something healthy. He's doing a Cribs episode at Edge's house. An apple a day, of course. Don't want to be rude, though, so... Eat at the table, like civilized human beings. Mm. Oh. Oh. Oh, he's putting his feet on the table. You know, this place was hard to find. I appreciate that. Oh, man. That is some good stuff. That is some... No. That's the girls. That's the girls' artwork, huh? <laughs> I mean, I know they're young, but that's rotten. <laughs> that is rotten. That's truly awful. <laughs> they do not have a future in art. That is for sure. Green. <clears throat> Super green. Big green. It was, it was green all over, man. This shit was what a segment. What a what a edge light segment. <laughs> wow. If, if there was anything that uh that reminded me that yeah, he's edge light, it's definitely the segment. I mean the trash talking, the the him laying down. If I was at Edge House, I would probably would act the same way though. I mean, <clears throat> his house is his house is very homey. I'm not gonna lie. It looks very comfortable very to me. Mountainy. It's like it maybe a little bit too mountainy, not enough modern for me, but it's definitely homey for Edge. It's definitely someone who has a beard and wears a lot of flannel stuff. Definitely. It, it, it that's what it, it gives me a lot of in the woods type shit. Um, <laughs> Justin Timberlake? 
Ooh, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> it's giving me, it's giving me Timberlake. It's I mean, me I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. But um, segment was tremendous. The aftermath was tremendous. I expected a follow up on Raw, but I guess edges. Edge had to take a girl to school. Had to take a girl to school. Installing, installing a security system. <laughs> Why is <laughs> the door open? Why is this nigga's door open? He lives in like the de- like the dead, you know, the dead of North Carolina's like woods. Ain't nobody unless a bear can get in. Anybody get in? Anybody opening them doors? But a bear could get in. A deer, something along those lines. I know. Listen, I don't live in the south, but I know they're deer. I know that from Ty. <laughs> I know that specifically only from Ty and maybe like uh, Jeff as well. But. They could have been a deer that woke in his house. Why is your door just open? Why is your door just wide open? That must, that must be some white people shit, to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know. It's 100% some white people shit. But still, um, <clears throat> Raw and SmackDown was very draft heavy. Um, the the large beats were Bianca got some really good matches at the four horsewomen. She is the fourth horror, the four, like the, she's like the, what, the sixth horsewoman now with Asuka? She might be, but she hasn't been any of these. Well, she's been a couple of them, but this week she went, I think. She didn't. I was very like, I was like, damn, she couldn't beat somebody without some interference. But I guess they're doing the interference jazz. She went, uh, she went, oh, one and like two. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. Oh, whatever. Nonetheless, um, very big week. Also, Brock Lesnar, who I did not expect to show up on SmackDown. I don't know if he was advertised, but I was shocked. He was he, he was um he was rumored. So yeah. I am shocked that he would show up in Baltimore. Now, nothing against Baltimore. But I just didn't think that was Brock Lesnar country, but listen, black people love Brock Lesnar, apparently. You heard uh, the when he when he showed up, you heard the farmer in the Dell uh whistle. And he said, <laughs> oh shit. Rock coming. <laughs> shout out to that. I mean, shout out to Baltimore for being a good crowd, too. I like Baltimore because I saw a lot of black people in the front row. They That's were why fantastic. I they, they had the best time. Yeah, they had a blast there. Um, I mean, large strokes of the show, not really the regular shows that we usually get. The draft was pretty much the biggest part of both shows. I thought Raw was weaker than usual weeks, and that's mostly because of the draft. SmackDown as well. Yeah, it didn't really have any kind of real direction. I think everyone was kind of standing around waiting for when the draft picks were going to happen. So it didn't really have any particular... It was a very a lot of novelty, a lot of exhibition, a lot of, uh, a lot of showcase of things. Um, we're heading to Crown Jewel. I mean, Crown Jewel is the money. That, that's where we're heading towards. Um, let's start... <clears throat> Let's start by breaking down these draft rosters by show. I'll start with SmackDown here, <clears throat> men and women. So, of course, you have Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion. He was the first tr- the first pick on SmackDown. Obviously, as Mila says, it would not make sense if they did not pick him first. I was, uh, I was like, yo, I'm ready to see this make sense. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Happy Corbin, and Mad Cat Moss, Hit Row, Jeff Hardy, The Usos, Nakamura and Boogs, Sheamus, the War, the the War Raiders, Ricochet, Umberto Carrillo, 
Angel Garza, Cesaro, Rich Holland, Sami Zayn, Drew Gulak, Mace, Mustafa Ali, Mansoor, and Jinder Mahal, and Shanky. So you don't think SmackDown got fleeced at all? Let me, let me, let me, hold on, we didn't get to the women yet. We didn't get to the women. Can I, also, also, quick thing, quick thing, before we do, I have to say this. Dancing with the Stars update on The Miz. Oh, God. He got a 22 last night. He danced to Salsa to Oops, I Did It Again. Do you know who's tied for the number one spot? Uh, Jojo Siwa? Fucking Jojo fucking Siwa, man. She said, she said, Miz, you a bitch. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. I saw Jojo Siwa's dance. It's really unfair. It's really... Really unfair. She's really, really good at this damn show. Um, so it just is what it is. And they're a same sex couple. They're gonna they're gonna get the big pops. Um, nonetheless, you gotta vote for the Miz, guys. You gotta keep this. Yeah, just just vote for him ten times, text it to the whatever number it is. Uh women, Charlotte Flair, Naomi, obviously B Fab from Hit Row, Sasha Banks, Shanna Baszler, Zia Lee, Aaliyah, Tony Storm, Shotzi Blackheart, and Natalia. How would you rate this draft for SmackDown uh, on a grading scale as we usually do? A to, a to F. I would say. Look at the uh, meals. Look at the meals. Look at the whole roster. Look, not I'm just looking at the whole thing. I'm looking at the whole thing right now. I'm literally, if I could show you it, I have it on my phone. I'm pulled up right now. It's iPhone 13. It is the best of the quality, best online. Um, It is all right. I'm going to give it a B minus. Let me tell you why I'm going to give you the B minus. Because one, you got the same problem that we still have, except eh, kind of not really. You have Roman and you have Drew. That's the top. <laughs> That's the tippy top. The tippy top. Then it kind of free falls into whatever. Right. The- no no no, i'm not letting you do this i'm gonna rate this i'm gonna rate this a b plus smackdown still has roman they have charlotte and sasha banks that's heavy (laughs) they have drew in the new day that's heavy that's incredibly heavy meals i think your free falls probably after because the thing is there are intangibles here that we, you don't really, you're not really accounting for because we don't know how they're going to shake out yet. Obviously, Hit Row being one of those. We're excited for Hit Row. I'm expecting a Jinder Mahal run again thanks to this roster. That's what I'm expecting. Oh, uh, no, no, Channing no. no, no. Channing is going to be thrilled with Friday nights every week again because I'm expecting a Jinder. Because, like, where, where do we go? Where do we go? This is the, this is <clears throat> the wrestling show for me. This is some really great wrestlers on this show. But SmackDown wasn't the wrestling show. Like, it, and that's what made it so awesome. Like, it wasn't, Raw was the wrestling show. You know why? Because Raw had three hours. Raw had more than enough time to be entertaining and give you wrestling. Raw Raw looks to to still be that, by the way, the wrestling show. I mean, Raw is, well, we're going to talk about Raw because once again, they flee SmackDown. But here's the thing, thing, Mills. You said this the other time, like a couple years ago when they got Finn Balor. And and then it was the it was the greatest roster ever. They had Finn, they had Kale, they had Seth, they had Roman, they had everybody. Right. 
how that how that end up. I'm not too sold. I'm sold on Raw, but I'm not too sold on Raw. There was a couple people I felt I should have moved, but I think there was a couple people on. What was that? They made yesterday. What? You talking about yesterday's Raw? The Raw that they just drafted. The final draft was from. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. There's some people that could have moved. Raw's too heavy. Raw's weight. That's what I'm saying. Like they fleece. Raw's, the but, Raw's but, Raw's Raw, but that doesn't mean I didn't say fleece. That doesn't mean I SmackDown got fleeced. I said fleece. I said fleece. I'm letting you know. Like fleece. meals. You telling me a roster that still has Swerve, that still has the Usos, still has Ricochet, still has Garza and Cesaro? Come on. Listen to what you just said. And listen to how them niggas was booked. They Besides can't the- make new stars? Besides that, they can absolutely make new stars. But you don't... I feel like the profile of SmackDown has changed with this draft. Which is, I guess, it's fine. It's whatever. But the profile has changed from the show because it doesn't offer a lot of time for the in-ring stuff. People don't come to SmackDown for the in-ring stuff. They have attractions every t- now and then for the in-ring stuff, but they don't come to SmackDown for the in-ring stuff. You know why they come to SmackDown? For those segments that are going to end the show. For the 20-minute <laughs> Roman Reigns segments that's top at the top of the show. You're acting and- like that can't still happen. But, 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 but let me finish. We don't have as much here. I think they took away too much from SmackDown and put them all on Raw, especially considering they took a lot of acts that they helped build up. They, and they built them from the almost damn near the ground up from SmackDown and said, now this is working. Let's put it on Raw because Raw needs this. And Raw did need it, but I think Raw got way too much. In my opinion, Raw got too much. SmackDown needs like another like two, I would say another two top talent in this. People comparing this to the 2016 draft, but I also want to say 2016 draft. Also, John Randy Orton. You're not. You're not looking at it from the fact that Brock is still going to be on this show, so that's exciting as well. Brock shows up anywhere. Yeah, he shows up anywhere, but you already know where he's going to be at for the foreseeable future. He's going to be here. That's exciting. That's exciting. You're not talking about the women, which Charlotte Flair. Flair, Flair and Banks sells out in the arena any day. I'm sorry. They just do. Let me tell you about the women. I hope they get featured on this show. And I hope we don't see Naomi and Natalia as a tag team. I hope we don't see Tony Storm versus Shotzi as a tag team because that's exactly what's going to happen. Because it's a two-hour show. I love the women on this show. They have a strong women's roster. They don't feature them as much as they that they do and the if you know that the main pillars are sasha and charlotte it's gonna be just like it was all the other years so i hope i hope we haven't seen anything yet we haven't seen anything yet i, I mean looking at, looking at this i automatically see i know people wanted to be naomi but like i automatically see Shotzi and and, and tony making it out of here and, and being stars when this is said and done i mean they have the ability to be stars i agree I, I just hope it's put into motion. They 100% have the ability to be stars. I'm not even sure why they broke up the the, the damn tag team, but it, it's it, it's a moot point at this point because it, it don't because um, I mean to me these make another two, tag. <laughs> ah, see, like you're being you're being you're being him right now. I'm I'm saying I think they work better as as singles. I think they can stand out better as singles. Personally, I think Tegan Knox could be one of the biggest baby faces in the world. If she gets a chance to be. I, I agree. But then you're going to have the 
I just hope they're featured on the show. That's all I hope. That's all I hope. Give I it six love- months. Give it six months, Mills. I'll, I'll give it six months. I love the women's roster on the show. I just hope they're featured on the show. I, I'm interested in seeing... We saw a lot of Dakota Kai on these uh, house shows and stuff like that. And on these, these dark matches. Yes. And Aaliyah and Zaylee. If Dakota isn't drafted... I could see her actually coming in in a, in a different way on one of these shows without having to be drafted. I could see her coming in as like a, a surprise or a shock on one of these shows. I hope so. I really do. I think um, I was surprised that she wasn't drafted, wasn't picked up, but I hope that there's bigger plans for her in the future. That's what I it think- feels like. That's, that's what it feels like to me. It feels like they're saving her for something bigger than that. Because um, she's not going back to NXT. I think it's pretty clear they've moved on from Dakota Kai on NXT. Now, let me ask you about SmackDown. What do you kind of see? Where do you kind of see this? To me, there's a ton of opportunity on SmackDown. That's what I'll say. That's for this. Because a lot of guys on this show, I think, haven't... I mean, it's a Roman show, to be honest with you. So people are featured on whatever shows, but this is the opportunity for someone to get over outside of it just being solely on matches. What do you kind of see for the SmackDown kind of going, angling for its identity maybe over this next six months? It's gonna be it's gonna be heavy hitters only for a while here. You've got to get the Brock match out the way. You've got to get the Drew match out of the way, because that's gonna happen. All signs seem to be a go for Roman versus Big E too. So I, I would imagine that's gonna happen uh in a in a month too. But what you really want to do is start putting them in, start putting other people in position. So Drew McIntyre, Nakamura could be something. This is a chance to me, honestly, Mills, like our, our power Ricochet could really grow to become one of those because he's got the look already. He has the look. He sorely needed yeah. this move. No, nah, absolutely. Like they he, he off the opportunity of putting him on main event. Exactly. That's what they're always and, doing. And you give him that opportunity to face the Roman Reigns, the Drew McIntyres, the, the you know, all of them people at, at once. As well as, I mean, if you look at it also, Shayna gets an opportunity now as well. And not because under Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, you're not getting nowhere. <laughs> and we'll talk about that on Raw. <laughs> but I think that the the, the opportunity on, on SmackDown is, is a lot bigger. It almost reminds me of like when, when Becky and, and Charlotte were going at it a little bit. Or, it's, or, or even the year before that. Like, it, it could be good. It could be. And I might be getting my years mixed up. I'm pretty sure Novak's going to be like, no, not that year. But um, I think it was 2018. You're talking about was, the, Becky, the Becky moment? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like yeah. It, it's reminding me of that. I think SmackDown being for big attractions is fine. It's still that, Mills. It's still that because Brock is not going to go away from that show anytime soon. Now, what I do see is like a Raw person probably winning the Royal Rumble again. <laughs> but you still have an opportunity here with a lot of the people that they have as the as the roster is const- constructed. I'm interested in this happy Corbin, Mad Cat, Moss shit. I don't know what they're going to do here. You on your own with that shit because I don't know. I mean, God God bless them, but yeah, I'm not sure. I can't, I'm not sure what they're going to do. Don't, I would say with Happy Corbin, don't shoot for the moon, please. I don't need Corbin on top. 
I don't need Corbin ending SmackDowns again like the beginning of 2020, late 2019. We don't need that no more. Like, have them be an affable tag team or something, whatever the fact. Uh, I mean, the, the, championship. the biggest W for SmackDown, in my opinion, is the tag teams. I mean, you've got the Uso still around. You've got the War Raiders. We've never seen that, I don't think, before. Uh, between these two teams, you've got Carrillo and Garza. Um, you could potentially retain the bar with Cesaro and Sheamus as well. And you've got Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that excited about it, but I love the opportunity for them. Um, and I hope their stories continues and I hope they're featured. That's all I, I, I want these people. They're going to get featured, of course, but... I don't know. It's just hard for me to look at it and then look at Monday Night Raw. Can we move to Monday Night Raw? That's so crazy. You're bugging. I think that this this SmackDown has potential to still be banging. And what will you call a spade? Hold on, hold on. Will you call a spade a spade and admit that I was right if SmackDown ends up being heat? So I think Yes or no. Yes or no. Let me let me let me preface this. I think the bar is definitely lower with SmackDown. No, no, just yes or no. You hear what he's doing, y'all? You hear what he's doing? Who the hell cares? Hold on. I will say this. They are talented. So they're gonna compete. You know what? Whatever. Yeah, I'll admit it. I'm not <laughs> I, no, I'm not buying that it's over for SmackDown. I never said it was over. I've the only argument that I've been making is that Raw fleece SmackDown. I've not said that SmackDown is completely like trash. I haven't said that. I said that Raw got too many in this, and they could have used SmackDown could use one or two more guys or gals. That's all I could say to kind of fill out the the uh, the, the 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 attraction part. There's a lot of opportunity here. There's still a lot of opportunity. Hopefully, Roman gives the opportunity. I would like to see Roman versus Ricochet. I would love to see Roman versus Cesaro once again. I would love to see Roman versus, I mean, if they can, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to get Roman versus Kofi at some point. Just letting you know. Kofi maybe part three. Please Just hit it in know. five. Please, please finish this in five seconds for the for the streets. Um, <laughs> hit, oh, before we go to Raw, hit Raw. It rolls, it rolls good. It rolls good. I'm. I, I said um, my favorite part is Vince McMahon gonna be teaching them how to rap on live television. <laughs> because I'm gonna keep it real with you. This is a hot take from me. Because um, what's my man's name? Top Dollar. Top Dollar been on Twitter heavy over these past couple of days. Maybe too heavy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we write our own stuff. Oh. Everybody who doubted us, F you, blah, blah, blah. Listen, you just got here. <laughs> That's all I'm yeah. going to say. You just got here. He's, he's wilding. I like the confidence, though. He's wilding. I like the confidence as well. I'm pretty sure, listen, I'm sure Vince McMahon loves it as well. But you're doing a little much. Your raps will be <laughs> cleared <laughs> for takeoff um, and stuff like that. That's really been my only, my only issue with them and their live thing is that they're Maybe it was because it was NXT and that crowd, especially the 2.0 crowd, is terrible. Um, oh, well, I like the 2.0 crowds are a lot better than the CWC crowd. Nah, did you see them sit on their hands last week? 
they were sitting on their hands big time. But you know, you know, I've been I've been very afraid to listen to you on the war report because I you frustrate me when you talk about in the NXT. Okay. Don't listen then. Because I'm gonna frustrate. Yeah. <laughs> I I I wanted to I wanted to come into the show today and be like, okay, let's talk about it. But I'm like, you know what? I, I want to still be friends after this. That's okay. That's okay. I appreciate that. Um but nah, I, I would love to see Hit Row uh fine tune their live act a little bit more. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> That's the nicest way I'm saying it because oh, I don't have oh, God. It, I think it, they definitely need to fine tune that thing. You don't you don't you don't give you don't give the other show that this much uh this the, the, this oh. many peers. Nah. Dynamite. I don't talk about dynamite on a weekly basis. <laughs> you be watching it though. I'll be watching it, yeah. Listen, I tell you, I listen, listen to the war report. I get more types of tips on that show. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Um yeah, yeah. I I could I already know you have people pulling their hair out listening to that fucking episode. Anyway. Uh Raw. Let's let's get through it. I got a lot of names to say. <clears throat> So on Raw, you have the WWE champion, Biggie, the tag team champions, uh, RK Bro, Edge, Keith Lee, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley in the Hurt Business, uh, Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Almost, Kevin Owens, The Street Profits, Finn Balor, Karrion Cross, Gable Stevenson, Drake Maverick, Reggie, Akira Tozawa, Chad Gable, Otis, R Truth. Uh, John Morrison, T-Bar, Apollo Crews and, and Commander Aziz, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, Jackson Riker, Veer, Shelton, oh, I already said that, oh, her business, and Miss. Whew, okay, women. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Nia Jax, Zelina Vega, Dewdrop, Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, Tamina, and Tegan Knox. It's like 40-some people. Actually, no, 50. 50. Yeah, it's about 50. Yeah. But it needed it needed that many people. And it also, I would say this, Raw definitely needed a facelift. Absolutely. Yeah, Raw felt like it was understaffed for almost a year and a half after COVID started. But the thing, the thing is, it's like, I guess it wasn't necessarily understaffed, but they would have times where they feature people on the show. You would get like a random, like, you know, Ricochet versus John Morrison feud and, and he would go away or we would get like a Karen cross thing. And now Karen cross isn't seen on raw that often for whatever reason, like we would get things here and there. Bearcat Lee featured on raw last week. Where the hell is he this week? Like it, it raw, was definitely focusing on a same couple of guys and now they've just got a completely new scenery because they took everything that worked on smackdown <laughs> what, what is everything what is everything not everything not everything they took bianca belair which worked on smackdown they took street profits they took i mean ray mysterio is just a I think Rey Mysterio could have stayed on SmackDown, but they managed to put him on Raw. I think you could have split up Dominic and him and just like, yo. <laughs> we, I ain't watching they, any show that has a singles Dominic. I'm not watching. <laughs> well, you don't put him in a stable. Give him some bad influences. Um, I think, let's see. Let's see what else I got here. What am I looking at? 
Uh, all right. I mean, that's kind of a biggie, you know, all this other stuff like that. Um, I think SmackDown took a little bit too much, and it already has too much. It managed to maintain the things that were working well for them, but also take a lot that was working well on SmackDown. Um, so it's going to be a great show, which is good because it's the three-hour show, and I should not have to drag myself through this three-hour show. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Raw is going to be great. Oh, what would you rate it? What, would you, what, what, what grade would you give it? Out of uh, A to F. A. Have you seen? A. On on paper. On paper, to me, I'm going to give it a B plus two. I think. Take out. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. You got to take out like you got to take out like five of these names because they're going to be chasing the 24-7 championship. So it's really closer to 30 guys on this show. (laughs) Um. That's funny as fuck. Um, Am I wrong? <laughs> I think that you have a lot of different feuds and opportunities now with this thing. You got their Hurt Business back. You got a bunch of new tag teams on Raw now. You have, um, you know, Becky's back on Raw, which was a nice little stay, nice little hiatus on SmackDown, but she's back on Raw now. So that sort of attraction, that kind of like centerpiece that like she's still building her way back up. But like Raw, I mean, SmackDown has Roman. Raw didn't really have that like top person. Um, And I'll I'll go further to say this. SmackDown really didn't need Becky. She needed to be back on Raw. Um, And I appreciate them for moving the Bianca Becky feud onto Raw. I I appreciate that a, a lot. That they didn't just end it cold turkey. And also the Seth and Edge feud. I'm, I'm appreciated in, in that cold turkey. There's a lot of heat left. And there's a match that we need to see between these two. So I'm glad that they, they brought that over. Well, they like doing that. Because they did the same thing to Seth and Rey Mysterio last year. And then we got a whole Aaliyah Mysterio jazz with it. Um, but I think they got a lot of great players. Especially like, for instance, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. I thought did a great job on Raw last night. Yeah, they did. Wow. Well, I was like, well, I think- I, I think what this what this change also did and showed was USA saying we love Biggie as champion, but he needs dance partners. I agree. I don't think. Well, all right. So let's look at the main event scene from from Monday Night Raw. It's, it's heavy. It, it's heavy. I mean, if you break up Randy Orton and Riddle, they're right there. Edge. Keith Lee's building. I, I would I would say he's a, he's a project. Um, Bobby obviously. AJ Styles is up there. Finn Balor a hundred percent up there. That's how stacked they are. The Finn was like the what like the fourth fifth round. That's how stacked this this roster is. Um, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot for Biggie to do on the on the top of the car here, and, and these are matches that could go for however long. Like I don't know how long he's gonna have it. I don't foresee it being that long. But like these there are guys here. I mean Damian Priest as well. I agree. I see a lot of opportunity there. I see I'm giving up for Apollo, who was on Raw last year, had a, you know, I would call it a a, a sham of a U.S. title <laughs> reign, went to SmackDown, revitalized himself. Now he's back on Raw with a new identity and can properly challenge Damian Priest for whatever championship that he has at this point. Um, I think people like Honestly, like, 
and this is the this is the underrated thing. Even people like Zelina Vega and like Liv Morgan, people who are kind of on the rise, still haven't you know they aren't necessarily there yet. But you can kind of see a trajectory for them if you want to build them in. I think, and they're going to be used quite frequently as players or something like that. This is an opportunity now. Will Liv Morgan? Liv Morgan's on a roster. There's there's some big girls on that roster. <laughs> hey. Hey man, keep it a hundred. She ain't bigger than them. <laughs> if, if she's as big as she's supposed to be, she gonna outlast them all. I mean, I would, I would like them to feature her instead of everyone on the timeline playing. Where's Liv again? Because oh gosh, oh, would, would I like Mia Yim over Liv right now? Probably yes. Well, uh, do I, I think you- Dutra- do I think Dewdrop is in line for a push? Hell yeah. So like she's definitely up there too. Mm. Um Carmella. First time on Raw. Ever. Mm. Ever. I mean, I don't see I don't she's she's tag team bound if I <laughs> tag yeah, team. I, they they blew up the tag team division in a lot of these moves, but I think that you can kind of see who's going to be in teams. Um, I mean, Dana Brooke and Dewdrop is probably going to be a team. Let's be, let's keep it a hundred here. Sorry, um, Dewdrop. Yeah. So sorry that, that you got to go through this. There's going to be some, some put together teams here and uh, just don't be upset when you see it. Cause they did, they basically did blow up the whole roster there, but they did it in service of who I think, if you want to know who I think are going to be single stars on Raw, Bianca, Becky, uh, Rhea, Tegan, and I can see, and, and, and I can see Mia as well. Mm. I like that. I like that. It's a good base. It's a good base. And we still I got Reggie and <laughs> you said Reggie. <sighs> Reggie and you know, Snigger man. Damn. Niggas wild. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, overall, you know, Raw came up. Raw looks good. Raw, Raw is a Raw needed um the Street Profits. Raw needed uh Bianca Belair. Raw needed the her business back together. Raw needs the women that they have now. Raw needed it, and they got the facelift. Raw has Rey Mysterio now. Yeah, Raw definitely needed it. This is a show that I think has been really strong. And I said this a couple weeks ago, it sucks so much that it was starting to hit its stride because they're going to blow it all up. But they kind of didn't blow it up. They added to it. So I think that it's cool. You you got some really interesting picks here. But I want to what I really want to speak about is a couple of people here. Uh, Austin Theory, one of them. What are you thinking? Mm, Definitely in a better position than when he was on Raw last year. Yes. Um, has the opportunity to do things, but will his push be prioritized? Mm-hmm. Because you already, I'm already looking at, he's right now, he's in the same spot to me as Karrion Cross and Keith Bearcat Lee, where they have to find time to get these personalities on TV and get them over. And then you have to actually dedicate time to be able to do this. 
Will they be able to do this on a consistent basis considering everybody else that's featured on the show? Um, they can, but will they? One other name uh, that we kind of skipped over here. This was late, late, late last night where they announced this. Gable Steveson is going to be on Raw next year. <laughs> did you see that shit? <laughs> yeah, I saw that shit. I was like, did, did, I was like, there was only two niggas in the house because <laughs> that's the only two niggas that was up at ten thirty. Like, why y'all had to? Y'all didn't even have to tape this. <laughs> y'all just left it alone. Y'all could have just said Gable Steveson. We'd been like, all right, that's cool. Y'all only had to embarrass yourself with that rent a center furniture and <laughs> those two people like that look like actors. My first, my first apartment. Uh, I listen. We won't see him until at least SummerSlam at the earliest. I think they're gonna put a lot behind this guy, but all roads lead to him come next summer. So we should definitely be looking out for that. I, I might actually, I might actually forget he's on the show by next year. I have a feeling he's gonna get booed. Ooh, I, I have a strong feeling he's gonna get booed. I feel like. They, if he's not going to be on Raw, but he's taking up a Raw roster spot, I think fans are going to end up like, Yo, who's this nigga who's just taking up time now? But they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to talk about him for the whole year. They're, they're just going to have him in the background. Here's the thing. He's not taking up a roster slot and people need to need to understand that like he's a, he's a big star coming in. That's just what it's going to be. Brock was on Raw and was never on there for months at one point. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying I'm speaking probably from like, you know, not us, but the I just I don't know. I have a feeling he's going to get booed. Like it just feels like if you're going to be here, be here. I feel like they shouldn't have announced him in this draft if he wasn't going to be an active part of Raw. They could have like just had him signed a Raw later. They had to get some hype behind it. I'm pretty sure USA wanted that too. You know, I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, anybody you're interested in who wasn't drafted? Before we get to that, um, one more person I did want to bring up as kind of just being on this roster. Where is he or she? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? I, it was at the tip of my tongue before we got really caught up in this gable, this gable thing. Okay, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens. Rumor that he's leaving in January. Does this does this leave more smoke to the fire? Or is it just kind of perfunctory? They had to do it. I feel like if he was if he was if they were like done with him, they would have left him on SmackDown. Um, nah. I feel like they. Uh, I feel like they put him on Monday Night Raw because he just needs a fresher. I think this is for show. Yeah, I think he's still leaving. I think this is for show. I think even if they now they have the opportunity, like even if he was going to leave, they've got plenty of people who could benefit from this. An Austin Theory, a Bearcat Lee, a Carrying Cross. He he I, should be putting people over. Yeah, I think so. If he's leaving, um, there's no report on if he's signed as of yet. I think if he'd signed, he'd be in a world title picture, in my opinion, <laughs> because niggas ain't signing contracts without getting some guaranteed shit in it. Um, if Cesaro can get a world title match in the main event of a pay-per-view, Kevin's agent got to work some magic, too. Um, but. You say who am I excited to see? Yeah, who are you excited to see that wasn't drafted? 
Well, anybody who wasn't drafted that, yeah. I I was really interested in uh, we talked about Dakota Kai. I'm really mm-hmm. interested in in Gargano. I'm guessing that's a that's he's out. I, I would imagine, but I don't see him fitting in NXT. So I was just like, why don't you just ride out the last couple months on the main roster? It doesn't make any sense for you to be in a brand where it's like you can't really have the Gargano match anymore. You could you could way easier have that on Raw or SmackDown right now than you could in the in the way NXT is currently constructed. Very interested mm-hmm. in in. I'm very interested that Pete Dunne was not drafted but ridge holland was i don't even know what ridge would do on this roster right here to be honest yo, ridge, yo they drafted me what do i do <laughs> exactly i i i had always thought he was the heater for for pete and then he was going to break off and be the the you know his own thing but if i if i'm to be believed and and you know from from what i see it looks like pete actually does kind of like like working with those guys down there and a lot of you know he probably does coach a lot of people down there with champa but um, he just resigned for what three and a half, four years, something like that. It's not over for Pete. That's fine, okay. You know, let him have that extra year, whatever, extra couple months. You know, they're gonna shake it up after WrestleMania anyway. I see him being probably front and center as a as a Raw after Mania, SmackDown after Mania guy. Cool. Um, those are really the only two that kind of had my head scratching. Oh, and Eo Shirai. Well, how could I forget that? What are they doing? What's going on? At this point, I'll take Zoe Stark too if they just want to call up Io Shirai. I'll, at this point, I'll take it. I right? really <laughs> just call up. Just call up them both. If you really don't want to put them apart, just call up them both. Like, it, it it's it's so interesting to me. There's no room on either any of these rosters for her. Maybe she don't want to go. She would succeed. <laughs> she would succeed. Oscar also Oscar also wasn't drafted this time. She must really got a bad that injury must be terrible. Yeah. She this is like she's been out for months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they drafted Alexa Bliss, who was they they've been saying she isn't gonna be around for a while either. No, nah, they have been saying that. But on the real, you probably she probably gonna be back soon. <laughs> okay. I have a feeling that she'll be back sooner than later. Um, let's see. Let's see who I got on SmackDown. I mean, Ember Moon, meh. Um, Frankie Monet could have been drafted. Wouldn't have been mad about it. Um, Casey and Caden. They should have won. Yeah. But who in their right mind would like to pick them? You know what I'm saying? Like, out out, out of everybody. The TikTok tag team. (laughs) Um, let me see what else they got. They got Oni Lorcan. Could have been cool. Um, Legato del Fantasma. I mean, if you're gonna take, you know, take Hit Row, take Legato. No, no, not yet. Not, not not yet for them. They they they. Santos hasn't gotten everything he needed to get there yet. To me, mm. I think he's still got things to do down there. But sometimes Let's, you don't. Sometimes you just sit. don't, though. And he is someone who does. So I, I think there's still time for them to be that de facto um, heel stable. And with Hit Row gone, let them do that. Let them right. let them be that heel stable that was kind of like the undisputed. We had even said it before, like, well, undisputed era's gone. It's them. So, you know, just just I'm cool with that. I'm, I really am cool with that. Uh, Timothy Thatcher. Haven't seen him in a while. Could have been a good pick. 
could have came yeah. out and bit rat, Matt Riddle's toes or something along those lines. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lunatic. Um, let me see who else. Ah, not that much else, to be honest with you. Um, it took everyone. Pete Dunn is definitely scratching my head. Um, some cats. There's been whispers about Walter. Not sure yet. More than that, yeah. They got Should it. have Walter come on SmackDown, and, and if if Walter comes to SmackDown, do you change your your opinion on SmackDown? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, I do. I do. I I I give it an A at that point. Yeah, I would think so. Walter yeah. comes down, slaps the shit out Drew McIntyre's chest, and we're off to the races. I love it. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, no, that it, it it's it's good. It, I think all in all, though, Mills, even with even with like the issues that we might have with the draft, WWE has a stacked roster, and these shows are going to be really interesting to watch for the next year with the way that it's constructed. Now, you already know that they they whenever they want to, they'll pull someone off a show and put them on another one if they need to. So you know, this this is this is only a suggestion of a roster <laughs> that starts on October twenty second. Absolutely. So um. Yeah, we, we have come to the end of this very special episode of the A Show. Um, we're gonna do something a little different. I don't know if Meals, you have it queued up or you wanna you wanna play it out? Yeah, I got it queued up. Okay, so um all as always, please follow us on uh at the A Show RNC. Um you can also go to our website, rncradio.com. It's dot com, right? RNCradiolive.com. RNCradiolive.com. Don't go to rncradio.com. <laughs> don't you do not want to see what's on that site. Uh, but, but we have new episodes of The War Report. Of course, uh, Meals on the latest episode of The War Report. I won't listen because I'm, I am I will fly to New York and kill him myself. Um, we also have The A Show every single week. But this month, we have a very special episode, a spooky episode of, of The Spot Callers for our Patreon users, our Patreon subscribers, rather, where we're going to be watching uh, one of three shows. I think I know what it's going to be. And I think that it's going to run out of time because there isn't going to be enough time for the main event. Um, we also have the the return of Legendary Run with Batista happening this month as well at some point. Uh, and we got a lot of we got a lot of content coming, man. So make sure you check us out. Drop, make sure you follow. We just dropped the A Show Watch Along as well. Tell oh, me about yeah. that. Yes, the A Show Watch Along with myself and Meals. Uh, we watch The Fiend. Versus Seth Rollins from Hell in a Cell, the aka the match that really did break a lot of people from watching WWE. I, I stand firm in that, and I think a lot of things prove it. And I and I talk about why, and I talk, and we talk about how that happened. So if you are uh, subscribed to our Patreon, you get to see us watch and see our reactions to uh, the Fiend versus Seth Rollins. So uh, as always, thank you guys for listening to the A Show. Thank you guys for uh, you know supporting, and you know we're gonna leave you guys with a special tribute to. Um, Asan, uh, it's it's a news report. I believe it's from uh his local, the, where, where he's from, right? Yeah, from Philly, from, from South Jersey. Philly. Yeah, uh, South Jersey. Um, where you you get to hear, you know, a lot of people talk about their, the, you know, who he was as a person, and uh, you know, just just remember him, you know, one more time at the end of the show. We love you, Asan. We miss you. Thank you for everything. Until next week for meals. I'm Justin. See you later. In both New Jersey and California tonight, they're mourning the death of a 26-year-old Lindenwald native killed in a car crash this week. Asan Drame was working as a video assistant for the L.A. Clippers. The crash happened Monday night in San Diego. 
New Jersey correspondent Trish Harpin live at Lindenwald High School tonight. Trish, you spoke to some folks back here at home who knew a sign. That's right, Brian. Here at Lindenwald High School, his family says he ran track and played basketball. He always loved sports, and then his love of photography came later. Asan is being remembered as a loyal friend and a dedicated young professional. Asan Drame is being mourned not only as a member of the L.A. Clippers production team, but as a role model to friends and family in South Jersey. I used to always, like, follow him around, watch what he was doing. Used to look up to him a lot. His younger brother, El Hodge, spoke to Action News about growing up with Hassan and Lindenwald. He wanted to do something related in the, um, you know, like the, the media industry with like, um, you know, with sports and whatnot. And like uh, what he was doing at the Clippers was essentially a dream job. The 26-year-old was killed in a crash in L.A. on Monday evening on his way home from work, devastating his family and friends in South Jersey. Several Clippers players tweeted tributes after learning the news. Hassan graduated from Lindenwald High School in 2013. As a student at Rowan University, he was known as a driven member of the Rowan Television Network. Television production coordinator Casey Holcomb says it was no surprise when Hassan landed a job with an NBA team. He would go out of his way to show up. Even if he wasn't on the crew, he would still show up just to be there and to lend a hand. Comfortable behind and in front of the camera. Yes, the Astronomy Club and Team Physics. The Professors physics and alumni are mourning the loss of a promising professional who was an example to others. Looking at the potential he had of where he was going and to see that cut short is really, really tough, but he won't be forgotten. And in a statement, the Clippers called Asan a hard worker and a gentle soul who is passionate about his craft and kind to his colleagues. Reporting in Lindenwald, New Jersey, Trish Hartman, Channel 6, Action News.